With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sota Daflam and Vav, page 36a. We begin at the top, the top line, Bo Ura'e, come and see, come and isim, nasu hayoim. How many miracles occurred on that day, the day that the Jews passed over the Jordan? Avru Yisrael Sayardain, the Jews passed over the Jordan, Ubo Lahar Grizim, Ulahar Evol. And they came to Mount Grizim, Mount Evol, Yeser Mishisha Mil, which was a distance of 60 mil, which is very far away from the Jordan. Nobody could stand up to them. Whoever would stand up in front of them, they would become panic-stricken. As the verse says, Your fear I shall send before you, and I will kill all the nation that will come to you, the Gaimer, etc. The Gaimer, the verse says, A great fear shall fall upon them. So the verse says also, until after the nation shall pass. So there are two different references here, there are two different times. First is, Until your nation shall pass. It's reference to the first time the Jews came into Israel. Until your nation shall come in, the nation that you have acquired. This is when the Jews came in for the second time, meaning they came after the Persian exile. We say from here, When the Jews came out of Babylon, so there should have been a second, a second miracle that occurred, just like when they originally came in. But because there was a sin, therefore they didn't receive this miracle. So now we return back to the story of Joshua. Afterwards, they brought these stones, and they built the altar, and they covered it with cement. And they wrote upon it all the words of the Torah in 70 languages. As the verse says, explicitly written. And as we mentioned, so Marsha said previously that the word Hetev, if you take He plus He Yud plus He Yud Tes plus He Yud Tes Beis equals 70. The Helu Oilais Ushlamim, they brought up sacrifices. They ate and they drank and they rejoiced. They said the brachas, they said the klalas, the, the blessings and the curses. They doubled up, they closed up the stones. And they came and they slept in Gilgal. The verse says, You should take them with you and should place them in the place where you are going to sleep. You might think that they should place it every single place where they shall sleep. In the place that you shall sleep tonight. These twelve stones, that you took, etc. And so the end of the verse says that they placed them in Gilgal, and that was the place that they slept. So we see that they placed the stones in the place where they slept. Tana, we learned, the hornets, which Hashem said that He would send before them, before the people of Israel, to attack whoever would try to attack them, or to attack those that needed to be attacked. So they did not go along with them. So the Gemara says, is it true? The Pasuk says, the verse says, that Hashem is going to send these hornets in front of us. So Ish says, At the edge of the Jordan they stood, they stopped, and they threw upon them some kind of bitter stuff. And so they blinded their eyes above, and they removed their genitals below. So this is talking about the Tzira, what they did to the Amorite nations. Shinemar as the verse says, I destroyed the Amorites from before them. Ashikagoivaarazin that were as tall as cedars. Gavu they were tall. 
they were as mighty as mighty trees. Vashmid ma'al, and I took away their fruits from above. It's referring to their eyes. and their roots from below. That's referring to their genitals, etc. So we see that they did come along with them. So which way is it? Did they go along the hornets or no? There was two sets of hornets. One set was of Moshe, which clearly didn't go over. One of them was Joshua's. Avar. So Moses, his hornets did not go along with the Jews. The Yeshua Avar. However, the the hornets of Joshua, so they did indeed pass over the Jordan. Six tribes went on to the top of the Har Grizim of Mount Grizim. My What does it mean? So all these letters are actually could have just said and half. What is the half? What is that referring to? This is telling us that there's some half that we know about before. So we're saying like this, just like they're split up on the aphod on the way they were inscribed upon the special stones that were worn by the high priest, so to the order that it was there, it was as well by Hargrizim. Meisve, the Gemara asks a question, There were two very fine stones upon the shoulders of the high priest. One on either side. The names of the twelve tribes were inscribed upon them. Shisha eleven zu, vishisha eleven zu. Six on one stone and six on the other stone. Shinemar, as the verse says, Shisha mishmaisam al eleven ha'achas. Six of their names on one stone. The gummer, etc. Shnia kiltaldosam, vilerishana kiltaldosam. Only one of them had the correct order upon it, and one of them was not was out of the order. Mevneshi Yehuda muktam. Because the first stone had the names of Yehuda was first, and then you had Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and then you had Don and Naphtali. According to their the way that they were born, the order that they were born, except for Yehuda, Yehuda went first, and then the Chamishim Oisiyasayu, the total number of letters was fifty. Esrim Chamish al Avenzu, Esrim Chamish al Avenzu, twenty-five on each stone. Rabbi Chanina Megamil Amir, Rabbi Chanina Megamil says, we turn the page to thirty-six B. Like their Shechalukin Bechumish Habikudim, Chalukin Ba'avnei Eifoid. It is not true that the way that they're split up in Bamidbar in the Book of Numbers, it's not. How it's split up on the aphod, but rather how it's split up in Shmos, in Exodus. Ketzad, how does it go? Bnei Leah Kesidran, the children of Leah go according to their order. Bnei Rachel, so what about the the children of Rachel? So Echad Mikan, Echad Mikan. So they put Yosef at the beginning and Binyam at the end. Bnei Shvach is Be'emsa, and the children of the maidservants they go in the middle. From where do we see that I fulfill the concept of doing it according to their generations, according to how they were born? So what it means is the way they were originally named when they were born, and not like the names that Moshe gave them. We call them Ruvain and not Ruvaini. Shimon Shimoni, Dan Hadani, Gad Hagadi. So what do we see? So what do we see from all this? That the names were not like Rav Kahana said. Rav Kahana said that the way that they were split up by Hagrizim Har Evil is exactly how they were split up by the Evil. But here we see clearly it's not like that at all. Tiyuftu the Rav Kahana Tiyuftu. So it's a complete slug up. He's gone. Rav Kahana has been tiyuftu out. So what does it mean, the word Vehachetzioi, which Rav Kahana had been trying to explain? Why does it say it that way? It should have just said Vehachetzio and half. Tana chetzi shel mul hagrizim, meruba, mechetzi shel har evil. 
what it was saying was that the, the six Shvat and the six tribes that were in Har Grizim were greater than the amount that were in on the second mountain of Har Evo. Levi Lamata, because Levi was below. So the Mar says, wait, other Levi Lamata, so the fact that Levi was below is not a reason that there should be more on Hargrizim. It's a reason that there should be less on Hargrizim. It will make it less. This is what we mean. Even though Levi was below, the children of Yosef were with them. So you had two tribes there. Two tribes of Yosef were counted as one. Shinema, as the Basak says, the children of Yosef spoke to Yoshua and said as follows, Why did you give us only one portion? And one strip. We are very many. If you have too many people, so go up to the forest. And he said to them, Go and hide yourselves in the forest. So that the evil eye should not have any power over you. So again, so what do we see? We see so that the children of Yosef, there were two tribes, and they were very many. That's what we see. So therefore, that's why in Har Grizim, there were more people, because the children of Yosef were all on that side. They said to him that the children of Yosef, the children of Joseph, so the evil eye did not have any power over them. The verse says, Ben Paras Yosef, Ben Paras Alei Ayin. So what does this mean? Don't read it upon the eye, but rather above the eye. So you see that they're above the evil eye. Rabbi Yosef Rechanina says from here, When Yaakov gave, when Jacob gave the bracha, the blessing, to the children of Yosef, so he said that they should be like fish amongst the land. Just like the fish of the sea. The waters cover them, and the eye can't see them. So, so to the children of Yosef, so the evil eye will not, even, will not have any power over them. Now, the Gemara asks, Why do you tell me that there are 50 letters amongst all the names of the tribes? There are only 49 letters if you count them. Yosef, so you had one letter added onto his name. As the verse says, a testimony to Yehosef, it refers to Yosef as Yehosef, an extra hey. But Tesei alerts Mitzrayim when he went out upon the land of Egypt. We need to be the way that they were originally named. Rather, what is it? It's the name of Binyamin. Everywhere it says Binyamin without an, a second yud. And here on the ephod it was written with a second yud. As the verse says, his father called him Binyamin. Meaning he called him the son of my right hand. So the word Yemin has two yuds, and therefore, when they would write it on the ephod, it also had a second yud. Amr of Chanabar business, so that's where you get, I'm sorry, that's where you get the 50th letter. Amr of Chanabar business, Amr of Mishim Chasida. Chanabar business said in the name of Mishim Chasida. Yosef Shem Shamayim Beseser. Yosef, who he sanctified the name of heaven while he was in private. So they added on one letter from the name of Hashem. Yehuda So Yehuda, so he sanctified Hashem's name in public. So he merited that his entire name would be from Hashem's name. So interestingly, the Gemara earlier, where we said this on Daf Yud, so it says that what was what was the merit? What did uh, Yehuda do? So he admitted that he had done something wrong in front of everyone with Tamar, and saved her life. So what the Gemara later on is going to say that there was actually something else, perhaps it was another thing, maybe both things caused that Yehuda would have his entire name, Hashem's name, because he did something in public, or his tribe did something in public. 
Yosef Mahi. What's this thing that Yosef did? The verse says, was on that day. The verse says he came to do his work. Rav and Shmuel argue, what was this work? One says it means he came to do his work. What are you supposed to do? To take care of his needs, meaning to have relations with Potiphar's wife. He came in and there was nobody there, etc. Is it possible that it's such a big house like Potiphar's house, that evil person, there was nobody there? So we learned the baby Bishmal. It was a day of rejoicing. It was some kind of holiday for them. They all went to the uh, shrine of theirs. She said, she said to them, I'm not feeling well, I'm sick, I'm going to stay home. She said to herself, There's no day like today that Yosef will be with me. So he grabbed her, I'm sorry, she grabbed him by his clothing, and she tried to get him to be with her. At that moment, the, a, a vision, he had some kind of vision of his father, and he saw it in the window. And it said to him like this, Yosef, my son Yosef, your brothers are all going to be, to be written, on the, inscribed on the stones of the ephod. And your name is supposed to be amongst them. Do you want your name to be erased from amongst them? And you be called a shepherd of prostitutes? Because the verse says that someone who's a shepherd of prostitutes, meaning someone who's always by the prostitutes, he loses a great amount. He's going to lose that treasure. So he was saying, it was really Hashem, so to speak, Hashem had appeared to Yosef, because obviously Yaakov Avinu didn't even know where Yosef was. Yosef, he thought, was dead. So what's going on here? So he said to him that you're going to lose your eternal inscription. So right away, the verse says in Mishle that he returned his keshes, his bow, to its place. This is referring to his male organ. That it returned back to its place. What does the Pasuk mean when it says his hands spread out? Not the other he stuck his hands in the ground, meaning he made it very difficult for himself. He he pained himself. And his semen came out from between his fingers, his fingernails. What does this mean in the verse? Who caused him to be inscribed on the stones of the ephod? But rather it was the greatness of Yaakov. From there... He was the shepherd of the stones of Israel. Misham Zacha, from this act, from the fact that he did not allow his, his seed to go inside of Potiphar's wife, so that was what was the merit. He became a shepherd of the people of Israel. He was the one who took care of the people of Israel when they came down to Egypt. Shanemar, the verse says, The shepherd of Israel, listen, Yosef means Hashem. It's referring to Hashem who guides the sheep of Yosef. You see that Yosef is referred to as the shepherd. So the whole schos, the whole merit that he had to become the leader of the people of Israel in Egypt and to become someone who would provide food for all of the land of Egypt and all the surrounding areas was because he was able to be mitgaber, to overcome his Yitzhahara's evil inclination and not to give in to the seduction of the wife of Potiphar, Tanya. We learn of Raisa, It was fitting that Yosef should have come out of him 12 tribes. 
just like Yaakov had twelve tribes. Shemar's verse says, Ela told us Yaakov, Yosef, that the the generations, the children of Yaakov, so Yosef is the one who's referred to, and that teaches us that in many different ways, Yosef was very similar to Yaakov. And this is in many different respects. Of course, we know that he looked like him, he learned the Torah from him. So much of the their intellect was a similar type of intellect. So he should have also had twelve tribes come out of him, just like Yaakov. And all he had was only two tribes. But rather, why was it that he lost those ten tribes? Because he should have gone, it would have been an even greater level, not only if he had resisted, but if he hadn't allowed the semen to come out of him at all, from between his ten fingers, right? So the ten fingers represent the ten tribes that he lost. Nevertheless, his brother, Binyamin, had ten sons, and all of them were named after Yosef. As the verse says, so these ten sons, we're going to explain each of these names. Bella, he was called Bella because Yosef had been swallowed up amongst the, the nations. Because it's referring to Yosef, who was the firstborn of his mother. That Hashem placed him into captivity. That he stayed in these different places. That he was very sweet. Achi v'roish, Achi hu, he's my brother v'roish hu, he's my head, he's the top in my book. Mupim v'chupim, hu loy ra'a b'chupasi, he didn't see my marriage. Ani loy ra'a isi b'chupasa, I didn't see his marriage. V'erd, sh'yar l'bein ha'umois sa'olam, he went down between the, the nations of the world. Ikeda ami v'erd, sh'pan of damin l'verd, that his face is beautiful like a rose. Amr b'chibar abba, b'chibar abba said, Amr b'yechan in the name of b'yechanan, when Paro said to Yosef, Besides, he no one is going to be able to lift their hands, meaning he made him the, the one who is in charge of all of Egypt. So the advisors of Paro said to him, You're going to take a, a servant, a slave, who his master bought him for 20 silver pieces, and you're going to make him the king over us. So he said to them, I see some kind of roots of royalty in him. They said to him, So he should know 70 languages. So Gavriel, the, the Malach, came and taught him in 70 languages. It wasn't going in, he couldn't learn it, he didn't understand it. So he added on, the, this Malach, this angel Gavriel, added on one of the letters of Hashem's name, and he was able to learn it. That when he was called Yehoisif, when he went out on, over the land of Egypt, so the end of the pasuk is Safasla Yidat Yeshma. The language that I wasn't able to understand at first, he was able to understand. So that's that's how we see that after he got this extra letter in his name, so he's able to understand the seventy languages. The next day, Kolishna Dishtoi Paru Bahadei Ahadale. Any language that power tried to speak with him, so he was able to answer him in that language. So he tried to speak to to Paro in Hebrew. Lo have a Koyoda, my have Omar. Paro did not understand Hebrew. It's not one of the 70 languages. It's a separate language. Teach me this language, Paro says to Yosef. He wasn't able to learn it. So Paro says to him, Swear to me that you're not going to tell anyone that I don't know Hebrew. He swore to him. So later on when Yosef says to Paro, he says, I need to go and take up my father, Yaakov, to be buried in, in Israel. So he said, my father made me swear. So Paro says to him, Go and undo your swear. If I have to undo that swear, I'm going to have to undo your swear as well. 
So even though he wasn't really happy about this whole thing, Paro, he nevertheless said to him, Go and bear your father, like your father made you swear. We'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.